0: Extraordinary men and women went before us with unmatched resilience, enduring hardship. When called upon to defend and liberate, they said yes. They found courage to rise with every sun, loyalty toward their country, discipline for every command, even in the darkest hours, they said, yes. They cherish and fought for freedom, so those coming behind them were assured of it. And when the moment came for them to give it all, their futures never to be written, they said, yes. Today, we think upon their sacrifice and find our way to honor them saying yes to making the most of what they gave us and filling the earth with God's goodness. We thank them for their yes. They will never be forgotten.
1: This Memorial Day weekend, we take some time to honor, remember, and reflect on those that gave their lives for this country. Please join me in a moment of silence for those that died in active duty. Thank you, Jesus, for your wonderful freedom freedom from death and sin. Thank you for this country that we live in. Thank you for the freedoms that we have in this country. Thank you for the wonderful men and women who have given their lives for us to enjoy this freedom. Bless the families that grieve the loss of their soldier. Comfort their hearts. Let us never forget what so many have sacrificed for us to have all that we have. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, Life Spring. Welcome to church. This is family day, if you didn't catch that earlier. I'm Ashley. I'm the children's director here, and um, I've got uh, a message for you this morning, but I thought, you know, um, over the last month, you guys have been learning about the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts when it relates to the church, right? Yes? Okay, good. Okay, good. All right. Well, in Sunday school upstairs, we have been learning about the Holy Spirit, who he is, how he helps us, and who he's for. Hint, he's for everyone. Okay, so today I thought that we would talk a little bit about walking in the Spirit daily and the results that come because of that. Um, But before I got into that, like I said, I am the children's director. I thought we could play a little game. Are you guys up for a little game? Okay, cool. This game is super easy. You are just trying to figure out if the statements that I say are true or false, okay? So if you think they're true, you're going to raise your hand. If you think they're false, you're going to keep your hand down, okay? So like I said, today is family service, and isn't it interesting that we can all be a part of our own families, and but each family can look and act very different? Isn't that true? Yeah, yeah, right? Okay. We haven't started the game yet, so <laughs> I'll I'll let you know when we started. So one way that families uh, one way that families are different is they have d- different rules. Have you ever been to somebody else's house and the rules that they have at their house are very different from the rules at your house? You can nod your head. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So I'm going to tell you some different rules or laws from around the world. And if you think this is a real law, you're going to raise your hand and say true. If you think it's a false law, like I just made it up, you're going to keep your hand down, okay? You guys ready? All right, here's the first one. This one is in Rome, okay? In Rome, goldfish cannot be kept in bowls but must be in a full-sized aquarium. What do you think? True or false? Okay, all right. It's true. You can't keep your goldfish in a little bowl. Isn't that silly? Okay, all right, so here's the next one. In Switzerland, people are not allowed to flush the toilet after 10 p.m. True or false? (laughs) It's false. That's a silly rule. (laughs) But maybe, yeah, if you live with a lot of people or you live in an apartment, that might be, yeah, that should be true. Okay, in Georgia, okay, so this is, uh, I think it's the state, actually, because it has to do with fried chicken. So, I think it's in, in Georgia, the state. Okay. There is a law that forbids people from eating fried chicken with anything other than their hands. True or false? That one's true. Okay. Okay. I know. Some of these are really silly, right? It's like, who came up with this law? Okay. Okay. Chewing gum has been banned in Singapore since 1992. Oh, wow, everybody knew that one. Okay. Yep, that one's true. Okay, children children cannot eat ice cream in front of their parents in Montgomery, Missouri. Children cannot eat ice cream in front of their parents. It's false. You guys are right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got four more for you, and then we'll move on, okay? The city of San Francisco banned feeding pigeons. True or false? Yep, that one's true. Man, I can't fool you guys. Okay. In Vietnam, everyone must enter a room backwards. Yeah, that one's false. You're right. Okay, two more, two more. It is illegal to drive a dirty car in Russia. I fooled you guys. That one's true. I don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. It is illegal to pee in the ocean in Portugal. That one's true. All right. (laughs) Right? How would they know? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they have pee police out in the ocean, like watching. I don't know. Okay, now, these are some pretty silly laws, but in the beginning of the Bible, in the Old Testament, God lays out some pretty serious laws for his people, laws that they are required to follow to be a part of God's family. Then in the New Testament, God sends Jesus to be the bridge between us and God, letting us come to God without all those laws holding us back. Paul said in Romans 8 that we were all born with a nature that has a certain set of rules, and those rules actually harm us and make us sin. But when Jesus came to earth, the rules changed. Jesus came to help us form a great relationship with God and be a part of God's family. And when we're a part of a new, lo- a new family, we no longer have to follow the rules that we had before. Instead, we embrace the way our new family lives. So say you're a citizen of Italy you have to follow the laws of that country. But if you go to another country and become a citizen of that country, such as the United States, you no longer have to follow the rules of Italy, but it is important that you follow the rules of the United States. Are you guys tracking with me? Okay, you leave one family, you don't have to follow those rules anymore. You join the new family, you got to follow those rules. So when you became a Christian, you joined God's family, and now you follow the rules of God's family. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.17 that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when you choose to follow Jesus, you become a part of God's family, which means that we don't have to follow the rules of the old law. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, he shows us how to walk as a child of God and gently guides you into that every day, free from the restrictions of the law. We have been invited into a new family with laws that help us love, forgive, forgive, Be patient, put others first, and have joy in times of trouble. And the Holy Spirit helps us follow those rules so that we can love others better. All right, let's pray, and then we're going to open our Bibles, and we're going to get into it. Are you guys ready? Okay, all right. Well, Lord, we just thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that um, we get to celebrate you this morning, that we get to learn more about you and being followers of you, Jesus. I pray that you would be with us, that your Holy Spirit would be speaking to us and guiding us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so if you've got your Bible, you can open up to Galatians 5. If you don't, that's okay because the verses will be on the screen. All right, so we're going to start Galatians 5, verse 13. It says, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So the laws in the Old Testament were pretty hard to follow. In fact, they were there to show us that we can't get to God on our own. They were set up to show us that we need a Savior. So when Jesus came and took on all of our sin, all of the ways that we had broken God's laws, all of the things that we had done and said and thought... He freed us from the laws that were holding us back from being in relationship with God. And when he did that, he gave everyone who believes in him the ability to walk in freedom from sin and freedom from the law. But that doesn't mean freedom to do whatever we want. When we were called to be free, we were called to serve one another in love, to use our freedom from the law to love God and love others. But we have free will. And we still have to make a conscious decision to love others or give in to our sinful nature, and it's rarely ever a simple decision. Pastor Steve Schell says it perfectly in his book, The Promise of the Father. He says, The voice of the flesh is persistent and must be resisted, but the voice of the spirit is gentle and must be deliberately pursued. So we have freedom from the law, not freedom to indulge. And we have to pursue the voice of the Spirit. All right, we're going to go jump down to verse 16. It says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Have you guys ever heard the phrase, do what makes you happy? Or do what your heart desires? Yeah? You guys have heard those? Okay. So those phrases are really nice sounding and they're almost a little bit empowering. Like, yes, I can do what my heart desires. I can do what makes me happy. But there's a problem, okay? Because your heart and your head are part of your flesh, Mm -hmm. your sinful nature. And it's so easy to fall into the trap of doing what we want or even what we think God would want us to do. But the problem is that we aren't actually asking him what to do. Our flesh leads us away from the spirit and not to it. Uh, Another phrase that I've heard or I've been guilty of even saying this, but I'm just going to... I'm just going to make this decision because I think this is what God would want me to do, and this seems like the most right option, so I'm just going to keep doing this. When I could easily go and talk to God and ask Him what He wants me to do and not make the decision on my own. Paul says it beautifully in verse 16. He says, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So when we focus our attention on the Holy Spirit... And when we walk in step with him, we find a place where the decisions we make flow from his leading, his guiding, his instruction, and not the sinful nature. So we have to be led by the Spirit. Then in verse uh, 19 it says, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. And here Paul goes on to list what those acts are. Some of them are jealousy, hatred, rage, selfish, selfish ambition, and there's many more. But then in verse 21 he picks up and he says, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now I don't know, looking at that list there, I've been jealous before. I've hated before. I've raged before. I've had selfish ambition before. And these verses are interesting that he that Paul lists these out because right before that he lists how we have freedom in Christ and that we should walk by the Spirit and not be led by sinful nature but then he says, this is what the sinful nature looks like. And he lists it out and he says, this is what you'll see if someone's living in their sinful nature. Um, and then he, then he lists out the exact, things, the exact things that show when someone is not being led by the Spirit. And he even brings a warning that those who live like this won't inherit the kingdom. And all these things in this list take a conscious decision to do them. And all of them can start as a small decision here, a little indulgence there, it's fine if I do this here, until you've come so far that being led by the Spirit is a distant memory. This reminds me of an older children's song, and the song is a warning and reminder to children and to everyone that we must be careful what we let influence us. and and what we expose ourselves to and what decisions we make. I'm going to sing the first verse for you, and you'll probably know it, but it goes like this. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love, so be careful, little eyes, what you see. And then the verses go on to say, little ears, what you hear. Little tongue what you say, little hands what you do, little feet where you go, little heart whom you trust, little mind what you think. And it's a nice children's song, but when you actually think about the words, it's reminding us to be careful to not fall into the flesh and into our sinful nature. To be careful what we expose ourselves to. Being led by the Spirit is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment, thought-by-thought practice. We can't keep exposing ourselves to sin and our sinful nature and expect our Christian selves to be able to hold it off. Pastor Dan talked about this earlier. We can't do it on our own, apart from the Spirit. We must make the choice to turn it off, put it down, look away, stop listening, and turn our body, mind, and soul to the Holy Spirit. We must reposition our focus so that the fruit that comes from our life is not jealousy, rage, and the like, but the things of the Spirit. All right, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. When we live by the Spirit every day, it should overflow into every part of our life so that everyone can see it. The fruit of the Spirit should be what people see in us. But to do this, we can't be filled with the Holy Spirit once and then expect to show these attributes all the time. We have to be constantly filled. Walking with the Spirit means walking with the Spirit, not meeting the Spirit once and calling it good. I've got, uh, you guys up for another kids' ministry thing? Okay, all right. I've got a little object lesson for you, okay? So, this is just my um, tray. Okay, and this, is you, okay, and uh, this is the Holy Spirit. All right, I'm going to see how I can do this here. All right, so we're the cup and the glass is the Holy Spirit, and when we get filled by the Holy Spirit, it's so great, right? You get filled by the Holy Spirit, doesn't it feel good? Yes, okay. And it's so awesome. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is amazing. And we start showing some of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We show some joy. And we show some love. And we, oh, we really had to use some patience with that person. We showed some great self-control. Didn't eat that chocolate. It's great. Okay. But pretty soon, there's nothing left. The jealousy comes back. The anger shows itself again. But, if we walk in the Spirit daily, if we keep getting filled, when the temptation to be jealous comes, we counteract that with love instead. And, oh, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit again. I'm getting a little low. I really want to be angry at this person, but I'm going to show them love instead. I'm going to do this instead. I'm getting low again. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit again. And we keep doing that over and over again. And then things like jealousy and anger and all these other things are easier to counteract because we're filled with the Holy Spirit over and over and over again. But, how do you do it? How do you constantly be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, Being led by the Holy Spirit takes daily discipline. You can't just flip a switch and suddenly be walking in step with the Spirit. Like I said before, or what uh, Pastor Steve said before, is that the Spirit is gentle and it must be pursued. So how do we pursue the Holy Spirit? Well, one, through worship, through prayer, and through reading and meditating on the Word. In daily time with the Lord. We need time to silence the voice of the flesh because remember, the voice of the flesh is loud and it pursues you. So you have to take the time to let that voice go away so that you can hear the Holy Spirit. We need time to silence the voice of the flesh and push through until breakthrough happens. Sometimes it has to happen multiple times a day. I'm a mom of small children. I have to seek the Holy Spirit multiple times a day. (laughs) When we feel the flesh rising up, Jesus, please be with me. Holy Spirit, guide me. We need the daily washing of the Holy Spirit to be led by the Spirit. And sometimes, if you're constantly in the Holy Spirit, sometimes that just takes a few moments. But sometimes you have to get on your knees and press through until breakthrough happens. Because sometimes the voice of that fle- the flesh is so loud, you have to fight to get it to be gone. So, we started out talking about family and how we're all a part of the family of God. And that you all have the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you all have the opportunity to walk by the Spirit, but you have to be able to fight the flesh to do it. So, Are you ready for one more kids ministry thing? All right. Okay. So when you were born, your parents received a birth certificate with your name on it that proved that you were born and in what city you were born. If you were adopted on the day that your parents finalized your adoption, you were given a new birth certificate with their names and your new name on it. When you are a part of a family, no matter how you come to be a part of that family, it gives you a sense of belonging. So when you chose to follow Jesus, you became a part of God's family. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, He shows you how to walk as a child of God every day. So I thought that we should have a physical reminder that's slightly silly, that we are all a part of God's family. A reminder to walk in the Spirit every day. Something that you're going to see that says, I need to spend time with the Spirit. I need to correct my thoughts. So, look under your seats. I know this feels like a game show or something. There's something under your seats. If you don't have one under your seat, raise your hand, and we've got a couple ushers with some that can come around and pass them to you. And under your seat, you should have a birth certificate. And this is not the birth certificate that you were born with. Don't worry, I didn't go find all of those. This is not the birth certificate that you were adopted with. This is the birth certificate stating that you are a part of God's family. So what you're going to do, it says birth certificate. This certifies that, and you're going to put your name on that line right there. And it says, is a part of God's family and chooses to walk daily in the spirit, showing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then it's dated today, and it's signed by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, I mean, what more could you want? Um, (laughs) So if you have a pen right now, go ahead and put your name. If you don't, that's okay. When you get home, put your name on it. And I think what you should do is put this somewhere where you're going to see it, on your fridge, on your mirror, somewhere where you're going to be reminded, I need to walk in the Spirit today. And like I said, it's a little bit of a silly reminder, but it's a reminder for us to walk in the Spirit every day. All right, worship team, would you come on up? So this is your physical reminder to lean into the Holy Spirit, to seek him and listen to his voice when he's calling. All right. I'm going to close this up here, and worship team is going to come on up. But you get to decide who you're serving if you're going to follow and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit every day, or if you're going to choose to give in to your flesh, give in to your sinful desires, and choose that instead. But I don't know if you remember that Galatians verse It says those people don't inherit the kingdom of God. And I don't know about you, but I want to inherit the kingdom of God. So I'm going to choose to follow the Spirit every day. And I'm not going to be perfect at it. Nobody in this room is perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all still going to see the sinful desires and the flesh come up. But you have to make a decision to say, I'm going to listen to the voice of the Spirit, and I'm going to silence the voice of the flesh. So we're going to go back into this worship song, and I want you to worship, and uh, this song talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you haven't done that yet today, it's okay, the day's not over. You can still be filled with the Holy Spirit again today. Listen to his leading and not your own voice, not the voice of the flesh. All right? Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for this morning, God. I thank you so much that we can listen to your voice, that we can be led by you, that we can press into you, that we don't have to listen to the flesh. We don't have to listen to the sinful desires. We can listen to you. And we're going to be a part of your family and be a part of the rules and the laws that you have placed we're going to listen to your voice, Jesus. In
0: Jesus name. Amen.